I liked this movie. This movie was bad. I did not like this movie. Movie bad. Bad movie. I loved this movie. Fuck this movie. I really did not like this movie. Oh no! Don't ruin the movie for me. I loved this movie. The movie was good. Alright, I just want to warn you, spoiler alert. And we are live. Hello, me familia. Oh, uh... This is our newest edition of Spoiler Alert, a moving picture podcast. I'm your host, Eric, along with mi hermano, Nick. That would be me. Yeah. Muchas gracias. The reason that we are talking in Spanish... Barely. It, barely is because the movie that we are highlighting this week is none other than Nick's first step into the Fast and Furious saga at this point. And I don't even, there's a couple Spanish uh, members of, of the family, but I know. Vin, I don't think they're from Spain. They're, no, later in the series, you'll see. Okay, but, sorry. I've only but, seen one episode. But. One installment. But Vin Diesel loves to say, salute me, familia. And I figure we that would start does. out with that. But you'll find out later. But uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about The Fast and the Furious today. The original one from 2001. Uh, I figured it'd be a good idea for us to get Nick involved in this wonderful saga of family and friendship and moving cars. It it is indeed all those things. But before we jump into that, how's your week been, Nick? I mean, I've been with you for a majority of it, but... uh, Yeah, pretty dumb question. You witnessed 90% of it, except for like Saturday night, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. (laughs) I was here Saturday afternoon up until you left, though. This is true. Uh, Yeah, good weekend. Really productive. Uh, I don't know. That's about it. Get on a couple sports bets with me. That's true, yeah. Yeah, we've taken up. The big one was Wednesday. but We've taken up. Should we talk about that? I mean, it's not what the show's about, but if we want to, sure. Who cares? We can talk about our success. On Wednesday night, Nick and I decided to hop into a a deep bet nice little parlay for the start of the nhl season if which if you didn't know we're pretty big hockey fans uh shout out philadelphia flyers we did most valuable primate as a movie that's true yes well there could be people coming into the podcast now and they wouldn't know this i was trying to fill in fill in the new members big fans Yes, that's, that's the true. only episode that matters. I'm the only person I know who does go back and listen to previous installments of podcasts in order to get the full story. I mean, I don't do that with every episode of every show that I start listening to, but like, well, you're not obvious. You, you're not a re- not a real fan. Some shows have like 400 episodes. You got time? I <laughs> certainly don't. I barely have time to watch a thing. That's true. Anyway, now that I have no commute and I work from home, I really don't like ever listen to podcasts. Yeah, that's you've really no point to unless you're in like a car. That's kind of what I do. Most of my podcasting is from driving. Yeah. Or I'm at work. I just let it play all day. Anyway, so season started. We threw, I think, what was it, like a five team parlay. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Every, and, uh, every game we bet on. Every game we bet on. And by the end of the night, it hit and we and made out made out like a bandit. On like, I think I did 15, you did $25, ended up with like almost don't two worry, grand. Don't worry about how much money I have. Don't tell them. Okay. Well, we won some money and it was, a, it was more than like a good job type of bet. It was a holy shit type of bet. That'll never happen again. Yeah. We were losing our minds. Great stuff. So we're pretty big, pretty big now. Uh, I guess that means no one needs to donate to our non-existent Patreon account. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're, you know, money man now. 
Yep. But Why, you can make a million excuses or you make a million dollars. That's what I say. I've never heard you say that. I say that all the time. I've never said it to me. And I I'm with you all episode. and I'm with you all the time. Don't worry about it. I'm glad to hear that your week's been good, even though I knew that already. Yeah, thanks. What uh what'd you watch this week? All right. Well, I'm good. <laughs> I know. Week. I was there. Well, no one else was. Oh, sorry. Well, yeah, they were. Like my dad was and oh. Connor. The people who live in this house. That's true. All right. Well, my week was good. And I guess we'll just skip over how I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, not important. <laughs> just go right into the go right into what we watched. So what I watched is I'm gonna highlight you and I decided uh, we're going to jump into a script idea. I'm not going to disclose what that is. We're working on a project together, though. So I've been heavy on uh, watching a bunch of superhero stuff. HBO Max, which, again, for this this episode, we're going to talk probably HBO Max a lot. And they still don't give us any sort of you know endorsement deal or anything. Most <laughs> underrated uh, streaming service by far. I we'll discovered get, we're gonna, we're gonna get into that. We're, we got more news, but I found they have most of the DC animated, like straight to DVD, Blu-ray, animated universe movies. And I was gonna highlight. I watched a couple, but the one I really wanted to talk about was the uh, Batman Gotham by Gaslight, which is it's a Elseworlds uh, one-off kind of what if story. Of He's Bat- like a, an emotionally abusive boyfriend or something, right? Yeah, that's why it's called that. Thanks. No, I, just, uh, I wanted to say that funny little thing. Yeah, I saw Go you. On. I saw you teeing off on it. You see, I saw yeah, you, you saw the did. gears turning. I did. Um, no, it's a uh, Batman versus Jack the Ripper. It's essentially Ooh. him hunting down Jack the Ripper, and it was a really fun. I think it was like eighty-three minutes, so it's a short little watch. Yeah, it was cool because it ties into the overall lore. So they'll take like some of the bat, all the Batman characters you love, and they'll kind of almost uh, build the Jack the Ripper story around it. So there is there like an old timey penguin and old timey uh not every not every single character but like um Gort, Jim Gordon, Catwoman, Poison Ivy. Mm. Um who else? It'd be way funnier if Catwoman's name was Cat Lady just cuz it's like you got to be old timey now. Oh, Cat Lady? Yeah, but a Cat Lady is also like some hermit with a bunch of cats, you know. But uh yeah but yeah you like it yeah no it was a fun one i would recommend it if you're into that um if you're i would honestly recommend any of those dc animated movies because i think they're really well done i think i really haven't ever not liked one uh some are obviously better than others but this one was really unique and there's another one-off that came out last year called batman ninja which is him and Mm. which is batman in like old time japan during like you know, like the I samurai think, era. Yeah, Joker. Joker's a samurai warlord. Oh, wow. uh, Harvey Dent. Like it's all like it's it, it was really cool. And then Batman's just a samurai. Like it's it's fucking badass. I thought he was a ninja. Well, he's a ninja samurai. Oh, I don't know enough about Japanese history. To, I I, to I think he was just a, a ninja. You were probably right. But yeah, all right. Did yeah, you know the are... ninja emoji just hides around in the middle of all the other uh, like occupations it's like right next to construction worker no but that's awesome yeah it's hiding in plain sight i noticed that like yesterday when you were sending out the ninja emoji on the reg yeah (laughs) uh yeah recommend batman gotham by gaslights on hbo max now along with many other of the dc animated movies so uh yeah give it a watch uh what'd you watch nick i watched many a things obviously i don't think I i don't think you did but 
I watch things. The things I want to talk about are the uh, Pixar shorts. Forky asks a question. Forky asks a question. I don't know. But yeah, it's like I didn't see Toy Story 4, so maybe it'd be even better if I I think it's insane that you haven't seen Toy Story 4 yet. Yeah, oops. But uh, someone at work recommended them. And uh, yeah, I just watched them all. I think there's like seven or something. One of them won an Emmy. Watched them all real quick. My favorite would be What is a Friend? What is, or no, What is Love and What is Money? You showed me the What is the Love or What is Love one. That one was great. Yeah, What is Love is sick. It also has like Carl Reiner and Betty White and uh, Mel Brooks in it. And uh, someone else plays a chair. But yeah, uh, it's like not for kids. I mean, I guess like kids could watch it, but it's way funnier to adults. I would say. I think Pixar just has decided they're just gonna roll with the adult stuff with like Soul. Yeah, Soul was fucking like adult as shit thematically. No, but I would. I mean, I've only seen that one, but I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, I thought it was really fun. 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 Is yeah. that all you watched? For, yeah, uh, I mean, I watched a bunch of those. So well, we watched, watched we watched something together that we'll get into next. Is this transition time? No, I was just gonna see if there's any. Well, yes, but. Is there anything else that you or are you done with Forky? I watched uh, Max Holloway put on an absolute goat performance against Calvin Cater. Shout out blessed MMA. That was a movie you watched, but yep. yeah, no, uh, we do watch other things besides movies. We intake, we intake alert. entertainment, <laughs> but we both did happen to watch something that premiered this weekend. So I think it's all time to transition into our WandaVision is, discussion. That, I, I don't know. <laughs> all right. Is that like almost a 50s accent? Like, gee, Willikers, let's go on down to the soda pop. Or, oh, fuck, what did they call it? They didn't let's, call it. Let's all go down uh, to the soda pop. No, 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 the sock hop. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, that's what I was going for. But let's jump into WandaVision. So WandaVision is the the first Marvel Cinematic Universe content that has premiered in a year and a half. A year? Since? Uh... A year and a half. It's been like a year and a half. July because it was, yeah. 2019 was far from home. Yeah. So almost a year and a half, right? Uh, I would say exactly a year and a half. Yeah. So uh, it's a new Disney Plus Marvel Cinematic Universe TV show. The first TV series that Marvel's done for th- that takes place in the cinematic universe. Um, I mean, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of did early on and then they just like decided no. Yeah. <laughs> but and like then say- also the, the Netflix shows, but they yeah. weren't. They were, but they weren't. Yeah. The best, the funniest thing about Agents of Shield, though, I remember, is at the end of season one, like Nick Fury literally cameoed in an episode, and it was like Sam Jackson was on Agents of Shield. So they almost had validation. No, they did. They, or they briefly did have. Validation. They considered it a part of the show, and then they just did away with it. Like uh, one of the episodes was took place after Thor: The Dark World, the destruction of that. One of the episodes took place after the whole. Um, uh age of ultron or it took like it went right into age of ultron okay. but they like half-assed oh kind i of. do i remember that like the stuff with uh wakanda or whatever that was mm-hmm. in ultron like had to do with agents of shield somehow mm-hmm. yeah um but this is the first like legitimate takes place in the mo- universe of the movies and will ultimately connect to the big overarching story yeah yeah so i know we talked about it because we we actually ended up watching it together yeah but and twice I did. I watched the second episode earlier today. Again. I've been waiting to watch it with my dad probably after I get my hair cut. So I have a pretty good, I have a, I'm pretty fresh. Yeah. Still what? sick. 
yeah what did you how do you feel um i've been hearing so critics actually apparently got the first three episodes we've only gotten the first two and apparently the third episode is actually like the best episode so i don't know why marvel just didn't drop all three right away because it sounds like the third one is the one that kind of like essentially gives you what the show's about yeah it so, seems like the the dam is gonna break in that one yeah so it kind of so it kind of felt weird that they they only released the first two instead of the first three and then just had like a three-week period but i mean i'm personally i liked it Mm -hmm. i really enjoyed it i thought it was really really cool how the first marvel content we received was nothing like nothing we've gotten before Mm -hmm. at the same time i don't know how uh everybody who's not like diehard looking for marvel easter eggs i don't know how like normal not normal that's the wrong casual fans casual fans are gonna like take especially the first two episodes being very like oh it's just literally a 50 sitcom and like the last three minutes kind of like hint at there's something else going on i mean it's still kind of weird and you can like no there's an off like messy or not like messy but like there's an there's an off kilter feeling and i think marvel I would at least assume that by now has probably garnered garnered the trust of the consumer and the viewer mm-hmm. to like, okay, we know that there's gotta be like, there's, there's more to this. So, but also there's like, I did happen to see one or two, like, I think tweets was like, it's I'm, I'm invest I'm interested, but it's it, this is definitely not the show that Marvel wanted to start their TV with TV. Like, yeah they they wanted falcon and winter soldier because that's that more, originally the plan that was the first yeah. show and that was like that's more of like the grandiose action you show this is more like i, I i've heard crazy sci-fi i've heard david lynch thrown around i don't at being a david lynch fan i i just i feel like that term is thrown around whenever something is weird and off kilter david lynch is a whole other level this is definitely something like the same type of feeling but i think it's less like it's less abstract because we're going to learn eventually probably like pretty because Marvel for as great as I think they are at storytelling, obviously they, they do explain things to, to make sure that the most wide array of uh, audience will be able to understand everything. Whereas like something like David Lynch, that's not obviously going to happen because he doesn't give a fuck if you understand what's happening. (laughs) How dare you say that David Lynch is more complex than Marvel? I mean, yeah, obviously. Uh, <laughs> I'm just yeah, saying, no, it's, I'm saying, it's a blockbuster I'm, movie. It's not supposed well, to be art house. Well, shit. well, that's that's why I'm saying. But the like the tone and the abstract. I'm heard like that term gets thrown around all the time, and I was like, kind of, I was like, that seems like it's a really that's a left field. Like Marvel would definitely not go full Lynch, but yeah, I uh, I haven't heard anyone say that. But yeah, I, whatever. Like um, you only talk to me, so I, I mean, I work at an agency. Well, all right, Mister Big boy i'm not i'm not trying to like big dick you here but like i i just like genuinely hadn't heard that reaction and i think it's kind of goofy that you haven't heard it no that anyone has had it it seems kind of goofy like it's like pleasantville it's like uh, yeah no that's what maybe I was jordan peele is the closest like auteur kind of thing but i mean i'm not in any way trying to like talk shit on the show i think it's fucking awesome well i and... think you just hate david lynch because of that one fucking yeah, the fucking Lost Highway mystery man terrified me from age like 14 to now. 
That guy's creepy as shit, and he, he also is. killed his wife. So in real life, yeah. Shout out Phil Spector. Uh, I think it was Robert Blake, but yeah. Uh, well, Phil Spector died yesterday. Yeah, that, yeah, that's great. Good yeah. for him. Well, you know, yeah. Good for any, all of us. Anyway, uh, no, I do like. I just, I'm personally a fan of off kilter feeling, uh, like film and TV. I think uh, I like when, especially visually, when you get a sense through the lens that they're trying to tell you, like okay, this is like, there's something really wrong going on here. And the thing that I, that I know that you probably thought of too, is when they're sitting around a dinner table in episode one and the camera style changes from like a standard sitcom to the, the camera gets more close and the, it feels like the, it feels like, angle. yeah, it feels like it's more, the camera's more free than on like a string or a tripod as opposed to uh, like a standard sitcom camera style. But um, yeah. I mean, it's fun. It's intriguing. I'm I'm really excited to see where it goes. I think uh, the big my favorite part of the show so far is absolutely Paul Bettany just playing fifties sitcom star. Yeah. Like it's He's really so fun. funny. Also, him being like drunk because he had gum in his gears was such a funny gag. That's like a great yeah. homage to the production code, but also a fun way to make it appropriate for kids and still the adults get it. Yeah, this is actually technically like if you notice the rating on Disney Plus, this is a TV PG show. Mm-hmm. So this is the Marvel's first like PG property in a while. Because well, it wasn't. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, they were. Those were all PG thirteen. All these yeah. Avengers movies. Like a TV fourteen would yeah. be PG thirteen. So right, that's right. so that's so it's just kind of like at least the first two episodes. There's a chance that like later on when it gets a little bit more like once they probably slip more into whatever is going on with Wanda or vision or whoever you, whatever is happening right now. It's definitely uh, Wanda. Well, or they, so, or so we well, think they, they say at the end of episode two, Wanda, who's doing this to you? Well, what if he want, what if vision is going by Wanda now? Or oh, what if like vision I don't understand that at all? Eight Wanda. I don't know. Crazy theories. Let's throw out our theories. I, I actually have a genuinely, crazy theory or not i'm gonna pose it as a question uh so you have you noticed how agnes the neighbor uh keeps mentioning her husband yeah harold or what is it frank hank fred i think it's hank oh okay whatever that's not or it it might be frank is it anyway i don't think his name's important but i think the fact that she keeps mentioning her husband and we have not seen him is interesting i think maybe Uh, uh something dubious is lying underneath her home uh, it's been it's been hint i mean a lot there's a lot of people who are theorizing that agnes is agatha harkness Bell, harkness who's uh who works with like the devil in the comics and like she yeah, could get I, ri- I told you that well no i heard that before you but you said you didn't know who she was what do you mean I said in the first episode that I think I know who Agnes is. Well, I saw I saw that name, but I just didn't know who she was when we watched it. Ew. But like, well, yeah. So I am thinking that her husband might be Mephisto. That the would devil be, in the Marvel universe. That'll be hot. The other thing I've heard someone say is they think that in episode three, and this is like completely skepticism, like or not skepticism, um, speculation. That um I I don't know anything that happens in episode three because besides critics and special people we haven't seen it yet. Someone has thrown out that they think that uh, with all with at the end of episode two the kids obviously are being born 
or at least she gets pregnant and it's like rapidly going but someone said they think that um evan peters uh quicksilver from the other universe might show up well yeah he is confirmed to be in the cast i look today apparently he's not yet so oh that's i think then he was like seen on set or something because i i know that definitely he's in it somewhere but i think he might be playing mephisto what if it's that that would be pretty cool but that's also a huge age gap He's the devil. He can look however he wants. That's true. I kind of want Quicksilver to show up and then just be like, well, the X-Men are back, baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they totally can and probably will introduce the mutants with this because, like, that is logically, like, in the comics. What if they make Monica Rambo a mutant? That would work. Because she's also in episode two at known as, um, is it? Geraldine. Je- Geraldine, which is, like, a yeah. hilarious name. Yeah, it's so, like tv show old timey name like uh, nobody's actually called that so but yes pretty much it's been what, what 25 and 35 minutes or 30 and 20 35 uh we don't really know too much yet it's just been kind of a weird feeling it's essentially played out like two sitcom episodes until like the ending scene which is kind of hinting like oh something else is happening with um randall parks uh jimmy woo from ant-man and the wasp showing or you can hear his voice i know that kat dennings darcy from the thor movies is in the in this show so i'd assume that she's probably going to be involved with jimmy woo and and they're probably working for at least in tandem with sword because sword keeps uh symbols of sword keep showing up in inside whatever's happening if it's a manifestation Mm -hmm. of wanda's wanda's like helicopter trauma what are you doing sorry my my alarm just went off because it's supposed to be a work day Um, the end of lunch for me um yeah uh last thing and then we'll jump into the news real quick is where do you what do you think happens this week what do you where do you where do you think it's going i want to see next week so i know in the comics she has twins that are mutants. I forget their names. It's Sprite and something, I want to say, or Spitfire. Coca-Cola. So I know in the comics that uh, Wanda does have twins, Wiccan and Speed, and they are um, X-Men or mutants or whatever because she's a mutant in the comics. And Actually, uh, as it's been said in uh, the hit 2019 movie, was that last year? Uh, Dark Phoenix. Or maybe two years ago. Yes. They're actually called X Women. <laughs> oh right. Yeah, you're supposed to call wasn't that like uh That was a real that was Jennifer Lawrence's mystique delivered like yeah. one of the most the most ham fisted lines. Yeah, that was rough. Anyway, uh so you think that the you think the kids are gonna pop out since the right of the pregnancy? Like it'll start it'll turn into like a seventies family drama. I think yeah. Family sitcom, I mean. Yeah, it'll be like the Brady Bunch and they'll have kids. Um, I think that's in the seventies. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, I think a Brady Bunch thing with the two kids, Vision and fucking Agnes button her head in. You think Agnes would be like the maid? Yeah, what whatever uh Alice. Yeah, Alice. Alice, Agnes. Oh wait, maybe she'll introduce herself as Alice this time. Oh shit uh yeah i feel like episode three there's just gonna be a huge event in the last like five set minutes of the episode mm-hmm. and it's just gonna completely blow the blow the chain off of everything and quicksilver's back 
I'm just gonna stand by. I'm gonna fall, die on that fucking hill. That that All Evan right. Peters is playing Quicksilver, and he comes back. Well, maybe he's playing Speed, like grown up Speed or something, because uh, Speed and Quicksilver have the same powers. Speed's maybe, the one. Maybe son, Sokovia right? is the Alabama of Europe, and he is also the father. <laughs> That's my pitch. <laughs> all right. Uh, Sokovia LG. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Any last thoughts on the WandaVision or are we going to jump into the news? Uh, just shout out Jack Schaefer, Laura Donnie, Mackenzie Dore, Gretchen Enders, and Meg McDonald. All writers on the show. And Vision. And Vision is also in the show. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Segway. Segue into the news. Continuing on our weekly uh, JO session of HBO Max, we got two. Well, actually, I just noticed all three of our articles are HBO based. <laughs> I didn't mean that. I just think HBO is the only like wheel that keeps turning with the pandemic. Like they're just always popping shit out no matter what. Well, they certainly have the most exciting stuff coming out besides Disney Plus. And that's. Aren't announcing much right now. They're just putting out their uh, new slate of shows. That's true. So the first big story for HBO is, uh, well, first, why don't you just finish what you were saying earlier about HBO with their catalog? Oh, they just have a sick catalog. And I feel like it's uh, not talked about. Like the TCM collection is huge. It's like criterion level uh, stuff there. And uh, I'm excited to start watching some great classics. But then also they have like the Comedy Central section, Adult Swim, Cartoon Network. Like every uh, DC movie. Yeah, every DC movie. Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit are on there. Like it's got everything. Yep. yep. I'm pretty sure Harry Potter is too. Well, it at least keeps leaving and coming back. Yeah. Speaking of and their obviously cat. the Fast and Furious. First. Well, one. only the first, second, and then Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, sorry. <laughs> first two and then the last one this is pretty catalog based for our first two articles figured we'd segue from that justice league zach snyder the zach snyder cut which is like one of the most anticipated pieces of content that's coming out this year is uh was originally supposed to be a what was it like a four hour or a four episode miniseries or something uh well yeah i mean i guess originally it was supposed to be a movie then it was a Four piece miniseries. And yeah. Now it's a whole other thing. Yeah. Now Zack Snyder con- seemingly confirmed yesterday that they're going to release it as a movie, a four hour epic, which would make it the longest superhero movie ever made. It'll be the longest movie ever made. That's not true. Well, the previous pre- record was Watchmen, was it not? That's the longest superhero movie. I mean, there's like movies that are like eight hours, dude. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This is That's the long fucking movie. That's this is the longest work. This is the longest superhero movie, which Zack Snyder's director's cut of Watchmen clocked in at three hours. The thing I'll say about this is it's going to be really intriguing to me personally, um, how one people kind of consume this because I feel like I if it's all there, I'll probably try and like pad out like a night where I just like can watch it. Maybe like having my own if, if there's no intermission built into it then like pause it halfway through and like stretch it or something. But I know like with the Irishman, which was a pretty hefty, which is a half hour shorter than this. I know people like watch that in segments and like, that took me three days to finish. Yeah. People's attention spans aren't all there. No offense. 
I mean, it's also <laughs> it's a long fucking movie. No, it is. I mean, you know, people. I'm just gonna be an old man and yell at the cloud and say, "Why don't you damn kids appreciate the arts?" You do do plenty of cloud yelling. Yeah. No, I mean, I 100% agree. Four hours is a long time to sit on your ass. Even though, like, I do it nonchalantly when I'm, like, not thinking about watching a four-hour movie. It's really weird when something has a time, like, a time stamp attached to it, and then you overthink, like, can I sit through this when, like, people will watch five hours of fucking Netflix shows and not, like, really think much of it because the thing that helps them kind of feel like it's the, it's the, um, it's the ending of an episode and the beginning of another one that almost Mm -hmm. kind of like creates the illusion that you're like not actually sitting there as long as you are when like a movie, it's just like, you know, the pacing of a movie, the first hour is going to be set up the sec. I mean, I guess the first fucking two hours of this movie are going to be set up, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm personally really excited. Realize that I've never actually, I don't think I've disliked any of the other Snyder DC movies uh his Watchmen director's cut was awesome and uh I don't know I I like Snyder I know he's not like the best I I don't want to say that because I think like he has his own style and he just sticks to it and like as someone who appreciates like a filmmaker getting to showcase their vision like he's unabashedly Snyder so like yeah it definitely has a clear voice yeah and it's like if it's if it's not for you it's not for you like that's that's cool like that's that's why people do this because you know mm-hmm. see who they can connect with but i haven't really like i love 300 i think that movie fucking rocks i'm like one of the six people in the world who love or i don't love it but i like actually really enjoy sucker punch because oh, I, I think it's like i think it's i think it's like a cool concept and like i don't know i thought it's like was visually really cool but like everyone kind of hates it yeah, I mean, that's kind of the story with most Zack Snyder movies. I feel like they're always very visually intriguing and like he's always good for a great sequence. It's, it's really weird. It's weird because it I think always come together in the end. Well, the connotation that's happened to is I think with these DC movies has created this weird like storyline about him being this like godlike figure. <laughs> but like what, he's who? Zack Snyder or Superman? Zack Snyder. Oh, okay. Like he's like this, like like everyone with the Snyder cut is like Zack's going to save the superhero genre, and I'm like, I'm just glad the dude who who went through a traumatic experience of his daughter committing suicide and having not being able to finish a movie, and then that movie being essentially like scrapped together, is getting the chance to at least release the movie that he wants. Like, if yeah. all above else, that's really cool. I think um, yeah, this will be a labor of love. Whereas, like the theatrical cut was, oh, I mean, more Pat, so thrown Patty, together. Patty like, Jenkins said that they don't even view the theatrical cut as canon. Like they just look they, like in in writing Wonder Woman. Yeah, she didn't like know. they use Zack Snyder's vision, so they were using this movie. And honestly, I was thinking about that because there's one throwaway line in Aquaman where Mira says to him, "Like you stop Steppenwolf." And I would always pretend that she doesn't say that because I would just be like, it's kind of nice to pretend. But now, like, it, it's going to be like a fully fleshed out arc. So, yeah. like, like you're going to kind of get to see, like, Aquaman in Justice League kind of do his thing and then become Aquaman that we know in. Like, it's going to be, it's almost kind of like, remember, like, Amazing Spider-Man 3, where he just never got the ending? Yeah. Like, it feels like this year, it's like they never got, like, the, the piece of the story here. And then, like, three years later, they're like, all right, well, here it is now. 
so it, it's it's just it, it i'm i'm curious and excited and i think it's i mean it's just again hbo max continuously giving people what they want <laughs> yeah certainly which again going into another hbo max story we have uh godzilla vs kong which i mean there's been this whole debacle with their film slate but another trailer just came out uh a couple days ago essentially with more sizzle reel footage of all the upcoming slate so it seems like they're rolling full steam ahead with all these movies something that actually i did notice in the new one was a uh, dune if you watched no footage was shown so it makes you think like maybe they're like not trying to push that one ahead anymore because like that might end up not coming out on the service. Like, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, Dude, but like the big, uh, yeah, it's something. Don't but worry. the bit, but the questions. But the big ones, like Space Jam Two. Yeah. You know, Saints of Newark got did get moved to September, and it was supposed to come out in March, but that's coming. Um, Matrix Four, uh, Conjuring Three, all these ones, and Godzilla versus Kong's like the big one that everyone's kind of been, you know, mm-hmm. with the lawsuit and everything. That's kind of what jump started. Well, that. Uh, legendary seemed to have strike struck a deal and now that actually was supposed to come out in may it got pushed up to march and we saw some footage of that and i'm honestly pretty excited for this i mean like even if it's not a hundred percent you know the best movie ever i bet you the like 20 minute sequence of godzilla versus kong is gonna be like fucking worth it like yeah i certainly will be a spectacle and hopefully i'll be able to see it in a theater because I feel like that's one that yeah. you kind of have to witness on the big screen. Uh, March is kind of tough. <laughs> it's a little early. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, at least it's coming out on HBO Max. That's always great. At least we have the choice, and it's directed by one of my personal favorite uh, directors working right now, Adam Wingard. Um, Shout out the guest. Yeah, guest, one of my actually all-time favorite movies. But I'm excited for this, and I'm really excited that it's now coming out in March. So it seems like we're going to have, I think we have the little things coming out next week because Wonder Woman leaves the service this week. Oh, really? I didn't know it was going away that quick. It's a month. It's 30 days. And then, they, and then they're going to push it on uh, VOD for people to rent. So they make more money. Uh, so we have the little things, the new Denzel Washington movie. Next month, you got Judas and the Black Priest, or Black Messiah, not Black Priest. Nice. Judas and the Black Priest. That would be a... <laughs> Judas and the Black Messiah, and then March now we'll have Kong. So that's three months of pretty big movies. Um, yeah, it'll be fun. And then the last piece of news, then we can jump into our main topic, which I'm sure you're itching to get into. I am. I'm literally itching my foot right now. Is uh, something I'm looking forward to, and something that I didn't know was even um, even happened was uh, the Last of Us TV series for HBO, based on the award-winning video game, one of my favorite video games. And as uh, got a new director, uh, originally it was supposed to be Johan Rennick, I think is his name. Johan Rank. Rank, Johan Rank. Uh, he was supposed to direct at least the first episode, but he dropped out due to scheduling conflict, which happens, you know, all the that time. And like every day for me. Yeah. That's all uh, I fucking deal with. Originally, um, it was supposed to be the reun- reuniting of Craig Mazin or Mazin, Mazin. Mason. Like Mason. And uh, Johan Rennick, or Rank. Johann God Rank. damn it. All right, oh, thanks. Two. You're just really right. striking. Well, hey, one of us has to read the articles and you just get to deliver your commentary. Yeah, I do color commentary. <laughs> You're the the broadcast guy. Play by play. That's what they, were, they were supposed to reunite, but you know, the scheduling conflict. So now 
the director's going to be Kantamir Balagov. I don't know this guy. So uh, he's an Oscar-nominated director of the movie Beanpole, which came out in 2019. Russia's entry for Best International Feature Film. It's a drama focused on two women in post-World War II Leningrad. Uh, so that actually mm. sounds that actually sounds pretty interesting. Um, he also directed a movie called Closeness, which is about the kidnapping of a young couple and the ransoming that follows. So it sounds like his aesthetic's going to probably fit in pretty well with um, super bleak and dark tone that The Last of Us needs. Uh, I'm really excited for this show. And I think um, if Rank got it, if uh, if he can't join it, if he couldn't do the show, then this guy sounds like he's, you know, got the got the gravitas and he's got the and he's got the the chops to do something like this. So I'm looking forward to the show. Uh, I really can't wait for it. And if it's HBO, it's going to at least be really fucking interesting to watch. You know, I thought it was the Among Us movie, which would have been better, but the, I'll I'll settle for this show, too. I don't know if that without that actually probably worked as a pretty cool show. I mean, if it exists, it's going to be like a kid's show because that that game is like the new Fortnite or the new Minecraft or whatever. But yeah. the premise of the show, or the premise of the game, would make a great premise for. Mm-hmm. I mean, it be, kind of is. It's just the thing. As a, I mean, it's the phone game. It's the thing with Clue mixed together. Yeah, it's true. Yes, but that is all our news for today. So I think now we jump into the big stuff. We all jump right. into. Uh, I think you got to just lead off because I've seen this movie so many times. It's one of my favorite movie franchises i think the first movie just rocks uh it's the fast and the furious obviously what are you smiling about dude i almost had you (laughs) you almost had me you never had me you never had your car (laughs) granny shifting not double clutching like you should you're lucky the hundred shot of nas didn't blow the welds on the intake Now me and the mad scientist got to rip apart the block and replace the piston rings you fried. Ask any racer, any real racer. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. First thing I got to ask you, because I'm, I'm going to just essentially get your thoughts on this. How did you feel joining the Toretto gang? Or Toretto team, as they're called. They're not a gang. I mean, this movie is just high-flying, pure, unadulterated 2001 energy. Pre-9-11, yes. obviously. We were yeah, really no. cooking in, like may 2001 or whenever it came out is that when it came out let me pull up some of the let me pull up the stat sheet but you know summer 2001 la that's uh you know that's the dream if we can capture that energy again i think the world might know peace june 22nd 2001 all right yeah so right in the prime of summer yeah just it's exactly what I thought it would be in terms of like the story and who everyone is, but it exceeded expectations in terms of like 
needle drop moments with Limp Biscuit and Ja Rule. The Essentially alternating every insane. other fucking scene. Like it's yeah. weird that it's just I love the because cons- there were really only like three artists. It was those two and three doors down. <laughs> I honestly I kind of would have liked the three doors down yeah. played like during like a real soapy like yeah, Mia exactly. and, and Brian scene. Before uh, we, I will can we, I can I say some real things about the movie? I thought it was actually like impressively written. Um, it felt kind of like a classic 90s action movie. Do you know what movie it's essentially based, like it's a remake of? Cool Hand Luke? No, Point Break. Oh, yeah, it feels very Point Break. Yeah, I mean, it's literally like Keanu is Paul Walker and Patrick Swayze is Vin Diesel, which if you really view it through that lens, man, it's all like, imagine just Vin Diesel as Patrick Swayze. Like, But yeah, they did such a good job concealing that he's a cop the whole time. Like I, I didn't know that was part of the movie. I thought he was just. I'm actually really surprised too, and I think like you actually like knowing that you don't really have a general like when you watch like a Marvel or a DC movie, like you and I, like we kind of have like the 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 you know there's comics and there's there's source material that kind of yeah some baseline knowledge there we can see like okay it might go here like with this one now that you just don't know where the franchise goes and you literally i know it gets more insane uh yeah it's like fucking if wwe (laughs) injected a fucking firecracker right up its ass honestly it does feel a little bit like wwe in terms of just like aesthetics and pure masculinity uh, color wheel (laughs) yeah just a lot of oranges and yellows and reds yeah, it's uh let me read just the, the the shit real quick and then we can jump into like up more talking about it. But uh The Fast and the Furious is the original in the Fast and the Furious franchise. It came out obviously like I said June 22nd, uh, 2001. It is directed by Rob Cohen and screenplay by Gary Scott Thompson who actually he only wrote this one and then it becomes like the same writer throughout the whole franchise. Neil Moritz or is it Neil Moritz? Um, I don't know how to pronounce it. He's he's the producer. There's someone who takes over the writing uh, for the whole franchise, and I think he writes Too Fast, Too Furious. So when we do that episode, we'll find it out. But uh, Eric Burquist also wrote a draft, and then David Ayer must have wrote the third and final draft because um, – oh, well, wait. Is it the first name's the one who wrote the most recent draft, or is it the last name? I believe it is the last name. So David Ayer would have came in and probably wrote like the final draft. Yeah, they it was was it ampersands or was it a a n d in the credits? No, it's it's just ampersands. It's oh, if it's ampersands, it means they wrote it together. All three of them. Yeah, a double ampersand is a writing trio, but if it's the word a n d, then they oh wrote no, yeah, letters. it just says at least it says it on Wikipedia. I mean, that could be that could be uh, awesome. I mean, I would check IMDb because that's how it they do it like it officially is in the credits. Yeah. But yeah, uh, da- uh, David, David Ayer movie. at least wrote uh, something. <laughs> yeah, he was involved. Um, and Rob Cohen directed this and then followed it up with one of, you want to talk about fucking 2000s energy. Triple X is like the oh, 2000 yeah. movie, baby. Like that is like. <laughs> Imagine being Vin Diesel in like 2000 through 2003. Oh, dude, he was crushing it. Rolling. Yeah. But it looks like end. A-N-D? Yeah, it says screenplay and screenplay end. So it looks yeah. like they all wrote a draft, right? Draft, yeah. 
Okay, so David Ayer probably wrote the third draft then. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it stars Paul Walker, Vin Diesel, Jordana Brewster, Michelle Rodriguez. Like, uh, just, I mean, like, right, these guys. Hector. Yeah, the guy who plays Hector in every movie. Uh, Noel Guglemi, but his name's that, Hector. That's that's, that's his, act, his name. Oh. That's the actor's name. Um, you got fucking uh ja rule is <laughs> literally uh, in the movie wait who is he in the movie he's the dude in the race who's like if you can't you know if you win you can have me if you can't oh, that's yeah. fucking ja rule wow i did not even notice <laughs> ted levine aka buffalo bill plays the sergeant oh right and yeah just a you know banger of a cast and the movie just follows brian o'connor uh to uh la LAPD. He's an LAPD. Yeah, he wants cop. to be a detective. Yeah, he wants to be a detective undercover looking for a gang, a team of thieves uh, who've been, I guess, are they always stealing DVD players? I don't know. I remember if it was always DVD players. I think I it's. I thought it was just I, that specific, like, heist or whatever. All right. Well, DVD it's just, it's, it's like small time shit they're stealing. That's just worth a lot of, like, it, it, knocking grand off summer. trucks. Yeah. Uh, knocking off trucks and. Yeah, and then he kind of get takes to Dominic Toretto, played by Vin Diesel, and they uh, kind of form a bond. And then Brian's kind of torn between, you know, his duty as a cop, and then also like this newfound Familia. relationship with his family. Uh, but yeah, uh, this movie bangs uh, so so hard. This movie is literally just like if if someone took a literal. Um, like took fucking jaw rule and injected him into your veins. Like that's kind yeah. of, this movie is just masculine. Like it feels like when I was a kid playing with hot wheels and I had like the little VCR camcorder, mm -hmm. if that was just multiplied by a million and they gave me an actual crew and shit, that's what I would have done. It was, yeah, this movie, I mean, it's just, it's literal, like, 107 minutes it's, it's really it's a really fun likable movie um it's got this like grittiness to the direction and like you said the writing's actually like really well done for it being the type of movie it is like they great, do a great story beat when dude gets shot and brian just has to be like this is officer brian o'connor mm -hmm. right in vin's presence yeah toretto's presence um oh just i i know it's i'm i'm because i think that's this is this was the test and since you like this you're you're in like this is yeah. like you're I'm inducted ready to get too fast too furious on tuesday uh, are we actually watching on tuesday no but i mean with all the twos in there i feel like we ought to watch it on a tuesday um what's there's another part that i was thinking of oh the um after Jesse, the the younger guy, gets shot at the house by yeah, that's his name. Johnny Tran. There's that part when uh Brian drives off and then Vin Diesel just looks up and the music just goes dun 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 dun, dun and he just walks in the car fucking beefed out with a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's he is always beefed out. I know. He Vin's like like he's like He's like Sylvester Stallone in Rocky One, where he's like cut, but he looks like a human. Yeah. The more movies that go, the more like fucking bigger he that competing Vin. with the Rock. Yeah. I mean, he'll never catch. 
I will say, I think this movie might have been slightly racist towards Asian people. I couldn't totally tell if they were operating on stereotypes, but it kind of seemed like it at times. Uh, I think it might redeem itself in Tokyo Drift, though. Yeah, I mean, in 2001, there's, you know, there's that one scene early on where they drop the uh, the old F-bomb and not the fuck word. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh... Yeah, some of the some of the there's there's occasional beats of the movie that haven't aged well, but for the most part, I mean, Fast and the Furious for what for as like you know people kind of give it like the oh it's just that movie where people drive cars and they're kind of like superheroes now like it's an incredibly diverse movie like like it, it is. and the more the deeper you get into the franchise, the more roles for um people of color and like different ethnic characters like it's it's i it's it definitely uh kind of built the way for franchises now like marvel and dc and all them to like fast and furious was doing the shit first to like get giving like um like hobbs and shaw is a movie like the rock is half samoan half black like and he's got like i mean the rock's different story because he's the biggest movie star in, in the world yeah but like that was happening like stuff like that was happening and vin diesel too is technically like i think i have vin no diesel, idea what is that i think is. vin diesel's half black and he All was right. leading a franchise like this you know it is impressively diverse for a movie that old like the cast is pretty uh mm-hmm. fleshed out yeah um so there was another there was another beat i wanted to that i want or something i wanted to bring up to you that happens oh uh my favorite line from the movie was when uh they're fucking trying to figure out who brian is and they'll get his wallet and his name's brian earl spilner yeah. and they're just like dude that's a serial killer name or is that what you are a serial <laughs> killer it's just like first off like brian if you're if you're a good cop pick a better name yeah <laughs> like don't pick a name that is incredibly close to your own yeah like you should have been named like like also brian spilner makes people suspicious of you yeah uh but all right what are our thoughts you got on the fast and the furious uh before we kind of you know fun stuff uh excited to see where it goes because i know it's not going to be small time car crash i will say too too fast too furious is pretty great like it's a little it's kind of grounded too yeah we do get uh alan's wife from the other guys miss eva mendez oh right she's she's the female in too fast too furious nice so only female yeah early on (laughs) she's the only female in the whole movie her and I'm trying to think of other actors in that movie that I'm pretty sure she's the only like relevant female in that movie. Is Michelle Rodriguez not in it? No, neither is Vin Diesel. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, right, because that was when Vin Diesel didn't do sequels. Yeah, he was all like, I'll do sequels. Oh, yeah, that was a great impression. I'll do sequels. Yeah, that was also good. Last thing before we wrap up Fast and Furious, or The Fast and the Furious because Fast and Furious is a different movie. Yep. Yeah, the titles are going to be a whole thing once we get deep into there. They're fucking every other movie. is just like Fast, Not Too Furious, Sex. But that's, yep, that's the title. I'm pretty sure there's a line later in the series, too, where Vin Diesel's like, this time it ain't just about being fast. And I was sitting there waiting for him to be like, it's about being furious, but I don't think he says that. <laughs> that's okay. Um, <laughs> we can pretend that he said it. Your favorite... 
your favorite part of the movie and then your favorite character but you also like haven't seen all the fast and furious characters but like yeah are you a I dom mean, or, a, or a brian guy i gotta go with dom even though like brian is the protagonist and has more of a journey uh i just find dom to be a very interesting character and he's fucking total beefcake yeah i know vin and vin just remember the part when he like just picks up michelle rodriguez by her ass yeah he just like yeah uh uh uh, what's the word exceptionally excessively excessively sensual yeah there we go that's what we're going for but uh yeah um favorite part though what's your favorite scene um i mean i kind of thought it was funny just like the build-up to nos (laughs) i thought that scene was so great and very classic uh 2000s car movie and then just showing off everyone's car that has NOS in it. No, the the best part about it, the, these type of movies, is when the camera does the CGI, goes into the car, and watches yeah, all the fucking gears yeah. turning. And yeah, I like... did think like the first race scene was pretty sick. Like, um, like with the like the whole setup of like the guy with the walkie-talkie and the speed, uh, the police scanner. Back, <laughs> roads closed, pizza boy. I gotta find another way. Yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, Shout out Pizza Hut. Yeah, that was of the movie. And Corona. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Vin Diesel's weird way he holds a bottle. Yeah, he does a lot of weird things, but he pulls it off. I'm also a Vin guy, or Dom guy. But yeah. also, I do really like Vince just because he's kind of an asshole and he's fucking hilarious. How he just, like, he's the only one who's aware that Brian's a narc. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's all like, I don't trust this guy. And everyone's, and Vince, <laughs> and Dom's like, I love him. He's my boy now. And Vince is all like, I'm telling you, he's a fucking cop. And you know what happens to Vince? He gets fucking shot and he like gets lacerated on his arm. Yeah. <laughs> that that scene's pretty That's epic. a real tragedy for him. He has a rough yeah. go in this movie. That's actually probably that's honestly uh closing it off. That's probably my favorite scene. It's yeah. just the final like 25 minutes with like the whole truck battle and yeah. Jesse and then the the bike chase. It's just it's just high octane fun. Really like they turned up the NOS. I think that's where we got to end it. Boom. Uh, yeah, next one is Too Fast, Too Furious. We'll be doing that, I think, next month, right? Yes, I believe so. All right. And for our final segment, Nick, I think we need to hold off on pitches, and I think we got to begin Russian roulette. Yeah. Let me pull up the, uh, the folder. So to explain to everyone what's about to happen, Nick and I decided that we're going to do a little bit of like a Russian roulette-esque game where – both of us have to pick, you know, I guess we'll do a number. Yeah. And whichever number we pull, we have to watch that movie. And it's like a diverse collection of movies in terms of like quality or like the reception of the movie. If it's like deemed a good or a bad movie, it could be a funny, like jokey yeah. movie. Um, so yeah, we and then we, whichever movie we get, we have to watch and then we have to come back next week and like explain kind of like our reception and like how yeah. we feel the movie right. so so the, i've assigned the numbers or the movies have numbers one through 16 okay so i'm just gonna tell siri to pick a number between one through 16 and that will be yours and then i'll have her pick one again and that will be mine all right siri pick a number between one and 16 okay it didn't say anything but <laughs> i got you got seven okay so let me pull up what number seven is of course i got number seven Okay, well, I don't think it's a movie that exists. Uh, it's, oh, also, 
background on these. I posted on my Snapchat story or no, my Instagram. I was like, pick any or name any movie. And so we're using the movies that people named. Uh, number seven is Backdoor Sluts 9 from my friend Matt Sorrento. Uh, is that a real movie? Should I look it up? I guess. I don't, depending upon what it's about. <laughs> if not, I'll just go to the next one over, which would be if we're like deleting fake movies. I can Backdoor Sluts 9 is a pornographic film appearing as the focus of season six episode of South Park, The Return of the Fellowship of the Ring to the Two Towers. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I thought it was from South Park. Okay. Well, if it's a real movie, uh, have fun. Wait, I don't That's... think it's a real movie. Oh, I or... thought it was like in South Park. Do I have to watch the South Park episode? Is that what I have to watch? I would say you have to watch specifically the pornographic film. But I don't think there's a place to get it. I don't think it's a... Don't they show it in the show? Is there a real porno called Backdoor Sluts 9? No. <laughs> it's a reference to a South Park episode where they end up with a copy of Backdoor Sluts 9 instead of The Lord of the Rings. Common, right. mi common mix-up that everyone goes through. All right. Thanks, Matt. Uh, well, then the, one, the next one over, which would be seven instead, is Trading Places. Courtesy of Cole Secor. Thank you, Cole. Trading Places? Yeah. I've actually never seen Trading Places, and that's one of the classics that everyone tells me to watch. Yeah, it's a classic Christmas movie that I still haven't seen. Uh, yeah, it's on Hulu right now, I think. So, all right, we're good to go. So all I right. got to watch Trading Places this week. Let's, this week. Let's see what I get. So I'll do one between 1 and 15, because I guess. Okay. Yeah. All right. Siri, pick a number between 1 and 15. Let's try it again. <laughs> Siri, pick a number between 1 and 15. I got one. Nice. All right. And the first one was Driving Miss Daisy, courtesy of my mother. I don't know if you can see it. All right. It is. Yeah, I can see it. All right. Thanks, Ma. I will be watching Driving Miss Daisy, a movie yeah. I haven't seen. So and I will also be watching. I will be watching Trading Places. So it looks like we're doing a couple '80s classics. Is it from the '80s? Driving Miss Daisy won over. I'm pretty sure it's one of those movies that like everyone's like this movie won and this other movie should have won. <laughs> oh, uh, cool! I think it got nominated for Best Picture or something. All right, that's cool. Um, I'm sure, it'll be a great movie. Now I'm kind of want to figure out. Oh, it also has Dan Aykroyd in it. Trading Places? Yeah, it does. No, Driving Miss Daisy as well. Oh, all right. <laughs> Next week is the Dan Aykroyd special. Uh, I kind of want to find out what movie got nominated. Or it might have been... I don't, I don't remember. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, so... All right, so you have Driving Miss Daisy. I got Trading Places. Uh, this is going to be a fun segment. We'll see how this goes. And I'm so that knocks off these two now, right? So that means yeah. we got 14 other ones. Um, 13 because we apparently only had 15 entries because one of them doesn't exist. Um, so what we're going to do is wait, you, hang on. You put a fake answer in here too. I think I did Backdoor Slots 5. You said Backdoor Slots 4, the spread. So that's not a real movie either. <laughs> anyway, uh, we, uh, yeah, we're going to try to implement new segments as well as our pitches just to keep a little bit of a variety. And I figured this will be fun because I feel like we're going to get some interesting 
movies with doing this and we're going to have to try to describe them yeah that will be uh that'll be i think that about does it for this episode i mean uh we gotta say the usual follow us at we spoil movies on instagram and twitter uh, you can follow me at beef to bois on twitter Great. you can follow nick at nick l madsen um, he's, he's got a real twitter i'm uh, i'm just an yeah. enigma I have been reinstated. I was banned for 36 hours. Now I'm back. And also, I heard that uh, it's somebody's birthday coming up this this week, isn't it? Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, it's funny that this episode and me have the same birthday. Yeah, it's it's funny. Oh, well, actually, no, it'll be released three days before. It's my birthday on January 23rd. Yeah, it's right. There's this, uh, it's actually. Um, oh, you're going to say someone else's name. It's uh, Ed Helms' birthday on the 24th. Is it really? Oh. Uh, I thought we shared a birthday for a second. So, uh, happy birthday to uh, Ed Egg, Helms. Ed Helms. It's actually also Sharon Tate's birthday. Damn, RIP to a real one. Yeah. Um and Neil Shout Diamond. Sharon Tate, Sharon Tate, sponsor of this episode. I forgot to do a sponsor. Uh, uh Sharon Tate's bones from the Hollywood Cemetery. Uh, you call and I'll sell them to you. The the guy who voices yeah, Marvin from Pulp Fiction. It's his birthday. Um there's no way we can use this. It's going on for way too long. It's Nick's birthday this week. Uh happy birthday, Nick. Uh, we're going to be spending it together and we're not going to be able to function after that. So this is our last episode. Yep. <laughs> no more for... episodes. Game over. And uh, I'll see you guys. We'll talk at you guys next week. We got, trust me, we have a good one next week. It's going to be a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> Stay frosty. I hate Mondays. <laughs> <laughs>